0: Welcome to the 100th episode of the MicroConf Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Walling, and today is a MicroConf Tactics episode where we pull audio from one of our amazing YouTube videos. This video is titled Six Signs. It's Time to Move On from a Failed Startup where I talk to the camera with cool visuals as they swirl around my head. This is, what, a 10 or 12 minute video? We will include the link to the video in the show notes if you wanna check it out. But before we dive into that, Tickets for MicroConf Europe this October are available for sale. MicroConf.com slash Europe. MicroConf Europe is in Lisbon October 1st through the 3rd. Speakers include Michelle Hansen of GeoCodio, Sherry Walling of Zen Founder, myself, Stephen Inala Craven of Stridest, and several others yet to be announced. It's going to be an amazing event. Tickets are already flying off the shelves as they say. MicroConf.com slash Europe if you're interested. And with that, let's dive into this 100th episode and hear about six signs it's time to move on from a failed startup. In this video, I'm gonna cover six signs it's time to move on from your startup. And if you stick around till the end, I'll tell you the silver lining of moving on, at least if you're building a SaaS company. I'm Rob Walling, a serial entrepreneur. I've written three books on building startups and I've invested in more than 120 companies. Did you notice that number just went up? We just closed another couple batches of tiny seed founders. So I'm talking about moving on from your startup and I wanna differentiate between a lifestyle startup and an ambitious startup. It can be bootstrap you can raise funding, it doesn't matter. But having an amazing lifestyle SaaS that's throwing off five, 10, $20,000 a month and isn't growing at all, that's an amazing business. It creates an amazing lifestyle for you. But if you're more ambitious and you're looking to grow into seven or eight figures, then being flat for a year might mean that it's time to hang it up. So really this video will focus much more on the ambitious growth-oriented startups, whether you're bootstrapped or you raise some amount of funding. Sign number one that you should move on is when it's dragged on for a year or more with no growth, either through a lack of effort on your part or through hours and hours of effort from you showing that you do have the interest in growing it. But by the time you get to a year of working on this with no growth, what's gonna change from there? You know, what haven't you tried? What other options are possibly going to change it at that point? Realistically, a year is not a hard and fast number. Maybe for you, it's six months. Maybe for someone else, it's 18 months. But I feel like if you've literally been flat or declining for a year, you have tried a lot of things. And this is a case of knowing yourself. If you tend to stick with things too long, maybe you need to ease up on that. Maybe you need to have a sooner time frame. Maybe you need to quit after six months of no growth. Or if you're the kind of founder who bounces from one thing to the next to the next, even then, honestly, a year is a really long time. Oftentimes, there's a lot of founders who are building something and they're still under 1,000 MRR or they're at 2,000 MRR after a year of really grinding on it. In that case, to me, you either need to bring in outside help or you need to shutter the thing or sell it. But let's say you're at 100K MRR and you plateau for a year. There's a lot of reasons why that could be happening. I actually released a video about plateaus and overcoming them just a couple of weeks ago, and we'll link that up in the description. If your business is doing a million, two million, five million a year and you've plateaued, is it time to hang up after a year? maybe or maybe not. It really does depend on where you're at with the company in terms of revenue and traction, and I think your own personal willingness to grind through it and see how far you can push it. Sign number two, funded startups fail when they run out of money. Bootstrap startups fail when the founders run out of motivation. And by motivation, I don't mean this week you're tired of working on something. I mean, this is when you're just 100% absolutely done with it. Even if you're growing, there are times when you're running a company and it's growing really well and everything's going well and you're tired of the product, you're tired of the customers, you're starting to burn out and you just are ready to move on. Now, I don't believe you should sell or shut down your product and move on if it's been a short time or if it's something that's transient. You know, if you are in the point where you're burning out or you're experiencing depression or some big life changes and your company's kind of getting in the way, I like to think that you should work through those and not make permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you have a temporary problem that's causing you grief, causing you to not be interested in running this company for now, it's a one-way door. If you sell that company, the odds of you being able to buy it back are almost zero. If you shut it down, it's gone. I'd say, hold on, keep working, see if it passes. But if you find yourself month after month, maybe even up to a year where you're like, I just don't wanna work on this anymore, and you're the type of person who does see things through, that's probably time to think about what your exit strategy might be. Sign number three is when you can't make payroll and layoffs won't fix it without breaking the company. There are a lot of reasons why you might not be able to make payroll. Let's say a big client cancels. Let's say you get a Google smack. Let's say you get kicked out of the app store where you've been getting all your traffic. So you have platform risk. Let's say you run out of funding. You have to look at all your options. I at one point was looking to borrow for my 401k to make payroll. I never had to do that. Some people borrow on credit cards, not something I've ever done, not something I can recommend. You have to at least evaluate and look through all your options. Oftentimes, when you're approaching running out of money, you can figure out ways to reduce expenses, often by reducing headcount in order to keep the company solvent. But sometimes if you don't see it coming or you don't react fast enough, there's just no way to salvage it. It's an unfortunate truth, but of course it is one sign that you may need to move on. Competition for great talent is more challenging than ever. Almost every startup I know struggles to hire fast enough to keep up with demand. In order to hire faster, you need a trusted source of pre-vetted candidates. Lemon.io is that source. They have an extensive network of engineers from Europe and Latin America, and every candidate has been tested and interviewed by their team. You're probably wondering, how is this different from hiring on your own? Number one, you can have an engineer who can start working within a week instead of months. Number two, you don't waste your time on unqualified candidates. Number three, you'll have easy access to global talent without going through dozens of job boards. And number four, it's more affordable than hiring local talent. So if you need to expand your engineering team or delegate some of your engineering work, use lemon.io. We have a special discount for fans of microconf. Visit lemon.io slash microconf to receive a 15% discount for the first four weeks of working with a developer. That's lemon.io slash microconf. Sign number four is when you've built on a platform and that platform builds your feature set into its core offering and you flatline or your creator, this is pretty hard to recover from. Now, certainly you can try to build out additional features, especially if the platform builds kind of a crappy version of it. You can try to build something that's more usable. This is hard to recover from, not impossible, but it might be a sign that you want to move on. I do think that if you're on a platform and they replicate your product in essence, it's a tough time. And of course, this is a tough time to sell too, because no one wants to take on that platform risk. And that is one reason that platform risk is so dangerous. Sign number five that you might want to move on is when you receive an offer you can't refuse. I have seen founders turn down ridiculously high offers because they think they want to keep growing the company, which may be a good reason, or they say something like, I don't know what I would do next. This company is my whole life. You're an entrepreneur. You'll figure out what to do next. I think that mindset is maybe a mindset of fear, but you're you're a founder. You've built something that someone really wants and is willing to pay a lot of money for. If you can put enough money in the bank where you don't have the freedom to work on whatever you want for the rest of your life, my guess is you're going to work on something that's pretty interesting, and it gives you the freedom to take a long, slow roll on the next one and not have to get to revenue so quickly like so many bootstrapped and mostly bootstrap founders I know have to. If someone comes along with an incredible offer, it's something that you should consider, even if you love that company. I think there's something to be said for providing for yourself, maybe your family, for the rest of your lives. And sign number six that it might be time to move on is when you make a bet on a technology or an ecosystem and that bet isn't painting out. I have a good example of that. It's Derek Reimer, the founder of Savvy Cal. Before SavvyCal, Derek started StaticKit, which was a tool set for static websites. And he was betting on it essentially being the next WordPress and and becoming a ubiquitous technology. It might still be, but it didn't get there fast enough. I asked Derek about his decision to essentially shut StaticKit down He did wind up selling it, but it was just a small amount of money, and he rolled that into running SavvyCal. But he told me, and I'm quoting him now, StaticKit was an example of building something in a space with a lot of hype, but without a clear vision for how much value you can capture from that ecosystem. StaticKit garnered a decent amount of interest, but ultimately proved to be a pretty low-value commodity. So the decision for you as a founder is, do you have the will and the vision to keep following this path of iteration, potentially far from what you think the market might need, or are you better off starting with a hypothesis that you feel more confident about? I sometimes talk about unfair advantages you might have when you launch a SaaS company. Oftentimes it's an audience or a network or it's being early to a space. And the risk of being early is that sometimes you're early and it never pans out. And so far, static websites, even now a couple years after Derek shuttered static kit, still I don't think would be giving him the growth that he wanted. The ecosystem certainly has not become the WordPress of today, but when you're early to a space, there is that risk that it just grows slowly or that at some point it declines and that the bet you're making on the ecosystem doesn't pan out. In a second, I'm going to tell you the silver lining of moving on for your startup, specifically if you're building a SaaS app. Before I do that, I wanted to tell you about the sister podcast to this YouTube channel. It's called Startups for the Rest of Us. I've been hosting it for 12 years, and every week I'm talking about building, launching, and growing ambitious SaaS companies. SaaS is incredibly valuable. Even at low MRR levels, your sales, your exit multiples are extremely high because these businesses are so cash efficient and there's a lot of demand for recurring revenue. So let's just take an example. If you've built a SaaS company to $10,000 of monthly recurring revenue, and let's say 80% of that is profit, which is totally feasible. So you're making $8,000 a month of profit. That means $96,000 a year. And if we were to take a 5X multiple on your net profit, that's an exit price of $480,000. In my book, if your failure leads you to sell for almost half a million dollars, it's a pretty nice failure. If you enjoyed this video, I'd love it if you'd hit that like, subscribe to the channel. We're coming out with videos like this every week, deep dives into building, launching, and growing SaaS. Hope you enjoyed this one. I'll see you next time.